0: and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks. Welcome to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. I am super, super, super pumped about uh, today's episode. Uh, It's gonna be a great one. Uh, My guest today is someone I'm sure you all know. I had her on my podcast right in the beginning. We're going to put the link to that original episode in the show notes, so check that out for context. But she's an acclaimed author international speaker, clinical psychologist, wisdom teacher. Um, she's the bomb. Her, her, her information and teaching is so wise, yet practical and grounded. Uh, she's written two books, one I absolutely love called The Conscious Parent, another one, The Awakened Family, and a new one, which I'm looking forward to uh, diving into in today's episode, um, The Parenting Map. Welcome, Dr. Shafali.
1: Thank you. I've actually written three more books, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Three more. Which which are the other ones?
1: So the first one was called The Conscious Parent, which is the groundbreaking book, which talked about this new philosophy, which we've talked about. The second book was called Out of Control, which is just about discipline. Mm. And that's actually one of my favorite books, but it, it hasn't really gone out there because it was so narrowly focused. The third book is The Awakened Family that you talked about. The fourth book is a book that I co-authored called Superpowered for Children oh, with Anxiety. Amazing. The fifth book is a Radical Awakening, and then uh, this is number six technically or five just by me. And this one is called the Parenting Map.
0: Wow, beautiful! You, you've you've pumped them uh-huh. out. That's that's amazing. Uh-huh. Um, parenting. I want to dive into parenting. The Parenting Map. Um, what inspired this specific book? And uh-huh. and. And like, from your perspective, like, what, what is it, before we dive into that, like, what is it to be a parent? You know, we, we, we kind of like, a, it's like a basic question, but I was thinking like parent, we're not really taught what a parent is. We pump out babies. We don't think, there's no education. Just from what you've learned, conscious parent, from your parenting work, what is it to be a parent from your perspective? A true parent, an authentic parent, mm-hmm. conscious parent.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I'm very passionate about this. So I'll try to not be on a tirade, but uh, I'll try to talk casually. But Ah. this is like the most important thing in my life to teach this. So number one, we don't know what we're doing. Mm. We biologically are wired to have children. And if we go with our biology, we should be raising them in a tribe, in nature, connected together Mm. where they're roaming naked or semi naked with animals and birds and plants. Mm. That's our biological and true nature of raising children. We have completely disconnected from that and we're living in this mad world that we think is amazing but it's really Mm. very toxic for raising children. We've mm. created institution after institution and ladder after ladder and mountain after mountain. And our children are getting more and more disconnected. And now we have technology, which is so dysfunctional and destructive for our children. So we're not raising children according to how children need to be raised. This is why my work is so important, even if I mm. say so myself, because we're raising children so unconsciously yeah. according to such Bullshit paradigms, Mm. and we think they are real, and then we're yelling at our children, then our children feel really bad, but all of it is nonsense. Anyway, so Mm. to be a true conscious parent, in my opinion, is to really be brave enough to step away from the matrix, this Mm. mad world, and truly enter an understanding that we are moving away from our children's nature, and Mm -hmm. childhood's nature. And in order to truly do our children justice, we need to move back toward it, which means we need to detach from institutions like achievement and success and beauty and fitting in and, you know, all these conventions that we've created as milestones of worth that -hmm. are not, Mm -hmm. and really go back to the drawing board and do the work on ourselves so that we have the courage and the wisdom and the abundance to take our children away from the, the madness of the matrix and raise them as they're supposed to be raised, at least in some version of what they're supposed to be raised.
0: Hmm. Can you share a bit more about the specific, like, and you maybe even name some of the, the, the paradigms that we, as parents, you see we need to let go of? Are there any specific sort of misconceptions, paradigms, things we've been brainwashed into thinking that?
1: Yes, yes. We have mm -hmm. so many wrong paradigms. You know, when you become a parent, you'll see how many wrong paradigms you're starting out with. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first wrong paradigm that we start out with is that we parents are supposed to know what to do. And no, we don't know what to do for the very reasons I just talked about, because we're so disconnected from how children should be raised now. That we are completely clueless. We're not living with our grandparents who would teach us. Mm -hmm. We're not living with our sisters and other mothers. We have no sorority. We have no community. So we don't know what we're doing. We are Mm -hmm. clueless and we think we should know what we're doing. So because we think we should know what we're doing, we have great shame when we come upon the awareness that we don't know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So then we think, well, since I should know what I'm doing, and I'm feeling bad about not knowing what I'm doing. It must be the child's fault. Mm. So let me control the child more because I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. Everyone's told me I'm supposed to know. Yeah. So yeah. that setup of feeling like you're supposed to know and should know creates shame. That shame creates anger in our children when we don't know what we're doing because they have mm. made us feel helpless and clueless. So now we're going to get all pissed off and angry at them. The mm. second conception is we should control our children when we don't know what we're doing. So then, so it's called parental discipline and we've extolled and aggrandized this thing called parental discipline, Mm. which is a whole load of hogwash. Mm -hmm. And it's just another way of being lazy and being clueless and toxic. (laughs) then, Then the next one is that we're supposed to raise happy children.
2: Oh,
1: And we're supposed to raise perfect, successful children. Then we're supposed to raise, quote unquote, respectful children. And, you know, just on that word respect, I have parents and I've done this now for 30 years, almost Mm. since my early 20s. I know I'm dating myself,
2: Mm. but
1: parents are genius at calling anything disrespect. Oh, I told my child to play the trumpet. They don't want to play the trumpet. So disrespectful. Mm. I told my child to eat. The carrots, they're not eating the carrots, so disrespectful. Everything is disrespectful. It's hilarious. You're going to see, if you ever become a parent, when you do,
2: that, <laughs>
1: that you're going to make everything about you. Oh, <laughs> right? If your child doesn't like the food you've cooked, I did that to my daughter once, oh my that that she didn't eat the lasagna I made and I called her disrespectful <laughs> wow. because my ego was so big. So our egos are so big that we can see almost anything as disrespectful.
2: All mm-hmm.
1: these things are complete nonsense and mm. they set up a really dysfunctional dynamic.
0: You're, you're busting a lot of misconceptions right out of the gate. My yeah. ego is getting deflated. <laughs> yeah, but we've got to just accept that we don't freaking have a clue. I think we just got to stop there. Like, as, as parents, we don't have a clue.
1: So that we can learn so that we can stay open to learn, so that mm-hmm. we can learn from our children. You know, the other day I was with a father and he said, Dr. Shivani, where is the line between wanting to guide them and then over, yes,
0: was over, controlling, ask.
1: over yeah. controlling them? And I said, how about both those questions are wrong questions? How about where is the line between learning from them too much and learning from them some more? Right, we'll mm. never hear that attitude right, of humility mm. and wanting to learn from them mm-hmm. or enjoying them or playing with them or just laughing with them. You know, childhood is a time of rest, play, uh, uncensored, unscripted joy, mm. of exploration, of, of tremendous peer interaction without supervision. It's of safe, safe, uh, unsafety, safe creativity, safe exploration. But we have literally structured every aspect and minute of childhood now. Like Mm. children go from one activity to the other, all sponsored and supervised by adults. They don't have a chance to play on their own. Everything is too dangerous, too scary, too, you know, behind the curve. They're Mm. always catching up on the curve. Children don't get a time like we did in our childhood, I know you did and I did, more than the children today, of just having endless days of boredom
2: Mm -hmm. and nothing
1: to do and aimlessness. Mm -hmm. That is so good for us because we developed a tolerance for dissatisfaction, a tolerance for discomfort, Mm -hmm. a tolerance for boredom. Now we have robbed children, we've robbed childhood of boredom. There's no boredom. No one is looking out the window with nothing to do. No one is bugging the parents. I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored.
2: Mm. Because
1: now we have constant streaming and constant technology mm. and constant entertainment, constant activities, and basically a road to insanity because all of this constant gratification mm. takes away the child's ability to build the muscles of tolerance, mm-hmm. of patience, of gratif—you know inner gratification. Mm. of uh, grit, of problem-solving. Like you and I had to walk to the library to reread the Encyclopedia encyclopedia. yeah. And now it's like everything is on your fingertips so they don't have to use any problem-solving skills. Everything Mm -hmm. is Mm solved. So Mm -hmm. we have solved all problems. We have created children who don't know how to wait at bus stops who cannot wait at wait for their food, who cannot get up from the couch. We basically create we've hmm. created a lazy generation and then we're angry with them. Uh, my generation hmm. is angry with the lazy children. The
0: millennials, right? The- millennials. <laughs> yeah.
1: But now the next one is even lazier. But it's not their fault because everything's at their fingertips, which we uh, gave them.
0: So what is our role as, as parents? Do we like like, like I, I know you say, well, you should ask what we can learn. But as parents, I'm now here wondering, well, what is my role as a parent now? And and do I, and do I just let them do whatever? Because now you're saying, wait, no, no.
1: My role is to get out of this matrix of rubbish and start Mm. connecting with my children and go back to nature as much as possible and play with my children and, and be there and build this bond, which is not based on technology, you know, if you go out to restaurants today, you'll see little children on their iPad and on their phones and the mothers in the park are on their phones and the fathers on the stadium are, in the fields are on the phone and everybody's using these surrogate distractions. But parenting is about connection, about deep bonding, about truly seeing your children for who it is they are and getting to know your children and designing an existence that takes into account who they are and truly has space to allow them to explore, to play, to be safe. And no screens. I say no screens. Till no teams. screens.
0: No till screens to have, well, let's have just have a technical old. moment. No screens till when? Till teens. Till teens. So like you can have,
1: No, you can have the good old TV like you and I had,
0: uh-huh.
1: but like for a limited time, no? Mm-hmm. But not these portable screens that our children can just whip out of their pocket at any I-
0: point. iPhones and you're like, don't, stay away from those screens till deeds.
1: Yeah, it's really not good for their brains because there, these algorithms are set up to be dopamine injectors. So mm-hmm. you don't want your child to enter a drug den, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is constant crack.
0: Wow. Wow. Connection. You said the most important thing is connection, presence, presence. Okay. So what, what, what do we do? Like you know, we got to work, Shafali. We got to work. I, I got to work. Got to pay the bills. Like in the modern world, shh, Should it, is it better for a parent to work less? Is it better for one parent to be at home, two parents working? Should one be at home? Like in like, what would you advise? Obviously, we got to do. Yeah, what we're somebody's do.
1: got to be at home and present and not too many strangers number one number two if you got to work very hard mm-hmm. don't have so many children <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: because each child takes the life out of you mm. you know then you have the two children back to back or the three then they're fighting with each other then you're coming to dr Shafali to help them to fight less i'm like no they're going to fight you have three children they're going to fight Mm. And I'm just saying, I'm not saying don't have three children. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. please be aware of what you're doing.
2: Yeah. You I see have
1: see. one and I'm wiped out. I'm wow. done. I cannot uh. do. More. I'm so fragile. I cannot do
2: more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy I had one. One was amazing. Mm. Mm. Just enough trouble and just just enough money. And that's all I could do. You know, I was in a new country. I didn't have a tribe. Mm. So I was humble about it. And mm. I stopped. I couldn't do more. Mm. Um Although I felt great shame about it and embarrassment because people make you feel
0: bad about it. But this and was a conscious decision for you that you said one is enough.
1: Well, I, I can't say I was so clear. I did yearn for more. I tried to do adoption mm-hmm. and stuff, but I, I knew once I couldn't biologically have more,
2: mm.
1: I did not try to artificially have more. But that was just me because I didn't live with a tribe. And mm-hmm. I knew my, my resources were limited and I knew what it would take from me. Like, I think we underestimate how much children take the life out of you. Mm. They take the life out of you. They suck the life out of you, mm. Mm. especially in today's modern world, where we are not just chilled around a fireplace and hunting and gathering. I'm not saying they were chilled. They were working hard, but yeah. it was much simpler. It yes. was more basic. And you, the whole tribe lived together, so you had right. resources. Right. But now we're living in this insane world of insane achievement that is unachievable, really now mm. the woman wants to work too i mean good for her but guess what mm. there's going to be pressure on mm. who's going to stay with the child
0: mm. so wow so many questions i have now so so just one, one one kind of practical thing is it better for us to move out of the city is it better it would like would that be ideal to to raise a child in bali to raise a kid in in nature somewhere, in the desert, just out of this TikTok, tock you know, yes, non I mean, you,
1: you can leave the matrix, but you have to take the matrix out of you. Right? Yes. The matrix has to leave you. Yeah. So if you leave and you leave the matrix behind, yes, it's definitely better, better. to escape this, this, this jungle. It's become mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. Cute. I mean, I would not want to be a parent today.
2: Yeah.
1: It was hard enough when I was a parent. I could barely focus. Wow. But now, The Mm -hmm. distractions and the technology and the, it's just, it's a, it's a nation and a world that is out. We're all on, we're all on a major escapism trajectory. We're escaping everything. We're not connecting. We're in a crisis of connection. Mm -hmm. It's really quite a dismal scene. And guess what? Mm -hmm. The mental health of our children is really, has really plummeted.
0: Can you speak more about connection and presence? Like, what is it? What does it look like? What does it feel like to really connect with the child? How, how do we know? Because I'm assuming it's not just spending time, right? Because some people spend time, but they're not connected. And so are there any things around really seeing and connecting that you can guide us around?
1: Yeah. So to really connect with your children, you have to first really connect with yourself. Yeah. And you have to become okay with who you are and that you are an ordinary, fallible, imperfect person. Why do I say that's so important? Because when you accept yourself and love yourself and celebrate yourself, then you will truly see your child as no less or no greater than you, which means when you see their limitations, their imperfections and their ordinariness, you don't look at that as a downgrade as, and a, as a disappointment, mm-hmm. but as a fact, and you celebrate that. But most of us, because we don't accept our own fallibility and imperfections, we want to be greater. And then we want to be greater through our children
2: mm-hmm. or through
1: our shoes or through our cars or through our body, mm-hmm. because we're not okay with not being great being, because we're not, we're all just ordinary and that's okay. But people get insulted when I tell them that you're just ordinary and you have an ordinary child. They act like I've said the worst thing in the world. I said, wow, what kind of ego do you have that you oh, don't see ordinary? Um,
0: your kid is ordinary, but it's, it, it, what you're saying is so real.
1: I mean, I am ha- so happy I'm ordinary mm. and I don't want to be a superstar because I know superstars and superstars are not superstars in everything. Mm. No one is a superstar in everything. Mm. I mean, so this thing, I, so, so
0: this So th- this thing of like, you know us telling our parents just uh, uh, as parents telling our kids you're special you're unique you're amazing there's something special about like like is that is that wrong is that I like, always
1: I always tell people that they're unique but not special
0: uh-huh think
1: we're all unique but no we're not special like 10 times a day I tell my daughter hello who makes you so special like other kids are doing it you can do it you know, you can wait for the bus or you can wait for the, this because this generation thinks they're very entitled and special. Mm. And I say it, but I also say to her and to parents to tell their children that they're good enough as they are. I tell my daughter all the time, you're good enough as you are. You know, so even something small, like my, if a child comes to you and says, oh, mommy, you know, I'm so fat or I'm not smart in math. I, I say something very controversial back the, the mm. traditional conventional mm. answer is, oh, you're not fat. You're so skinny. Yeah. Or, or the conventional answer is, oh, you're good in math. My answer is like, okay, so you're not good in math. So you're not good in math. You try harder or just accept that's your level.
2: Mm. And
1: if they say you're fat, if they say I'm fat, go okay, that's just your body. I don't know. Today it's fat. Tomorrow it's not. It's your body. Accept it at all times. I'm not even going to say you're not fat. I'm not going to say you are fat. I'm just wow. going to it, say it's your body. Get over it. Let's move on. This overemphasis on positive
2: yes. you
1: know, psychology comes from an insecurity. If you accept mm. people the way they are, you don't even have to overdo the praise. You just go, yeah, you're, you're amazing to me. I love you unconditionally. And also, you're very imperfect.
0: It, so there's a total acceptance of whatever they are. At least that's the intention.
1: But you can't reach that until you've really accepted yourself. Because mm. when we don't accept mm. ourselves, we look at our children as, as projections of us. So if they're not doing well, we look at it as we're not doing well. Mm. So until you reach this level of wholeness and completion within yourself, which is what I teach, you won't be able to connect with your children in a positive way.
0: Mm. Steep. So it's think, very think deep. It's this deep. It's woof. And, and now I, you know, I'm thinking about eight billion people on the planet, Shafali. Like, man, what are, what are we doing to to to, to 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 the world, to each other, to our children? Because we yeah. don't know this. Like, we don't know what you're saying. Some of the right, stuff because, you're saying,
1: because we're all very broken inside, and we're very damaged, and we really think going to Mars and the Moon and buying fancy cars and you know getting fake butts is going to create happiness Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it we don't realize how our craving and our desire and our incessant obsession with more is driving us to the depths of madness Mm -hmm. and we don't want to get off the conveyor belt and Mm -hmm. when we raise children we're like oh my child needs to get more my child needs to be more otherwise I'm going to be left behind, and my child would be left behind. And if you really have wisdom, you know, left behind from what? You're going to die too. You at the end, you're going to die. So left behind, what? You know, death is not going to leave you behind. Don't worry, that that will come to you. So what are we running away from? Left behind, what? What? Yeah. Ask any rich or famous person if they're happier, and they'll say, "No, I have more conveniences, but I'm definitely not happier." So you know, this this rageful, maniacal, obsessive compulsion to reach the top of this ladder called more, which never ends, by the way, it's always the next ladder,
2: Mm.
1: is what we pass down to our children, who then grow up thinking that who they are, is not good enough, and needs to be more. Mm. But more what? There's Mm. no end to the more. And now with technology, there's no end to what we can do. I mean, women are taking out their ribs for more oh beauty.
2: Wow. More what? Wow!
1: Wow! Right? Now we're creating robots for more conveniences. More, I mean, how lazy do we want to become? We don't want to do anything. Mm. And we want everything done to our face. We don't want to age. We don't want to move. We want every luxury and convenience. Mm. Mm. And we don't want to connect. And we're becoming more and more isolated now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, it's a real crisis.
2: Yeah. Wow. Whew.
0: It's a predicament.
2: Tell I'm me so a bit sorry. Of- as no, it's
0: beautiful. About- I, I, I love what you're saying because it, it, it kind of brings into focus like it's real. You know, what you're saying is real. And I think until we get real, we, we're not going to be able to truly heal, you know, and have a foundation to grow. Um, Pete, Pick- go ahead.
1: Because as long as you think that the matrix is offering something real, you're going to get caught in it.
0: Mm. And if
1: you get caught in it, because it doesn't ca- give you anything real, you're going to get swallowed by it. Yes. Because you're going to keep waiting for the real to come, and it's a it's an illusion. It will not so, give. you...
0: So, okay. So so question, but we do live in a matrix, right? Yeah. And so, folks listening, well, but, but Shafali, we're in a fucking matrix. We gotta like function. I mean. Right, but you function- how, how 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 does someone or how do we teach our children to function in the matrix because they're not gonna I mean probably they're not gonna like go to an ashram and disappear so they our kids have to kind of live inside of a system right. so right. how but do we how, how 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 do we do that where right. they're not they're not non-functional in the matrix because they're just so pampered in you know it, it, just living in in a jungle in Bali, like how did they learn to, because if they get a job like in New York on wall street or whatever they do, they follow their passion They're in the world. The world can be a bit cutthroat. I mean, the world can be a bit brutal at times. And so how did they learn and how do we raise them to, to function in the matrix and understand. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 yes.
1: Yes. So the first thing is you give them a childhood Uh that you don't have to teach them how to be in a brutal world in childhood. You try as best as you can. Now, not everyone can go to Bali. So you try as best as you can to, at least in the house, Mm -hmm. to see them, to hear them, to give Mm -hmm. them safety and expression. Otherwise, they won't have children, right? So I'm a woman of color. You're a man of color. You and I know it's a freaking brutal world out there for Mm -hmm. you more than me. Mm -hmm. Because a man of color, forget it. Mm -hmm. But a woman of color too. Mm -hmm. So we cannot keep telling them when they're six, that it's a terrible world out there because they're not ready to understand that. But at home, we can give them what the world cannot give them outside. Mm. So we give them security. We give make them feel seen. We feel give them validation. We give them freedom. We give them play. We give them joy.
2: Mm.
1: Now, as they grow older, we let them know it's a shitty world out there and people are going to be mean to you because of the color of your skin, for example. So we tell them. Different religion. You tell them. you tell them, but gently, and you don't have to make them paranoid, but you make them aware. And as they grow older, you let them know, you know, so by the age of eight and nine, they can understand, listen, people may tell you, oh, you know, like I had to tell my daughter that, you know, you're from India and you're from Israel and you're not, I didn't raise her with any real religion. So people are going to ask you, what is your religion? so what are you going to say i helped her prepare some some stock answer or if people come up to you and go what is you know what do you believe in or what what is your ethnicity or what is your race i gave her answers and i told her why i said because the world wants you to say this and the world wants you to be like this but we don't do that mm-hmm. this is how i want you to know and listen it's difficult but you have to you have to try to give them messages of abundance, of beauty, also of reality, but without jading them too much, right? Many yeah, times that's I that's what see,
0: I was going to ask. Because right. I was just wondering, like, if you tell them, hey, the world is, you know, shit out there, some, like, like putting that jade them and get them, you know, really They won't be jaded
2: because
1: you've given them a, a good childhood at home.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: at home, they, they're seen and heard, and therefore the world is not jaded for them. It's outside. Now, right. as older, they can deal with that better. Right. But again, you have to really believe that you can do this. And if you can't, then you know, think about it whether you should have children. Not everyone should have children.
2: Yes.
1: Not you. I'm just saying in general. Yes. Not everyone yes. should have children.
2: Yes. Mm.
1: And and we again we think that we all should have children. No, not everyone needs to have children. We should think about it. Am I cut out for this? Am I able to give the time? Or am I going to be resentful? <clears throat> am I maternal? Am I paternal? Maybe I'm not. And that's hard for us to accept about ourselves. Mm. But we need to be bold and make the right choice for our children because otherwise no one is being done a favor if you're becoming a parent when it's not your natural way. Mm.
0: Mm. Mm. How, how do we know if, can you, can you guide us a bit more, like how do we know if we're, if we're ready to have children, if we're yeah, we, cut out to have children? You know, how do we discern that? Because we're just conditioned, yeah, you get older, you have a kid. You have eight kids. It's just part of the the matrix programming.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's very hard to know because for most of us, it's just a checkbox that we have to mark. So it's very hard. But I'm going around begging young people to please think about it.
2: Mm. At
1: least think about it. Because anyway, even when you say, yeah, I'm gung-ho, ready to have a child, even then it's going to take the life out of you. Mm. So you at least need to... You know, like your, like when you get married to someone, you have to like them a whole lot because that liking is going to be going downwards, right? It's only becoming less. So you have to start out with a lot of enthusiasm. Mm. Same for parenting, like really start out dying for it. Otherwise the bubble is going to burst. Mm. But listen, not everyone has that privilege to even make a choice. Many women in many countries don't have that choice. They're forced into it. So, you know, I feel for them. Um, it's difficult. Mm.
0: Mm. Tell me about disciplining kids a bit. You touched a bit on that, but I'm curious. Like, what is the 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 conscious way to to guide and discipline a discipline a child when they're when they're actually acting, you know, crazy or they're acting out, throwing a tantrum, maybe you know, throwing stuff all over the place. Where they just, how do we? discipline our children in those moments so you've been through through stuff like that I'm sure
1: yes yes so the first thing is to understand children Mm. children are not here to drive you crazy though they can they are not here to manipulate you though it can seem that they're manipulative they're not here to be bad although sometimes they act badly children are by nature undeveloped they, their brain is not developed. They don't have the capacity to remember, to problem solve the way we do, to preempt, to foretell. Their brains are not developed. I always say children misbehave because of three reasons lack of skill, because their brain is not developed, A lack of practice, because they don't have enough life experience, and lack of worth, because they're feeling unworthy or afraid. So if you can remember that, then you're not going to punish them. Now, you could, discipline just means to have a disciple, which means to have to someone to educate. Mm-hmm. Educate them, but don't freaking punish them. Mm-hmm. Right? I call punishment lazy parenting because
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's just arbitrary. Go to your room, sit there, don't trouble me. It's not, it's not enlightened.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Children need help. They need to be understood. It's like if you and I forgot this appointment today. How would you like it if I punished you? Mm-hmm. Said,
0: right, you wouldn't like it. Would you like it? No, of course not. No. So
1: how can a three-year-old
0: Yeah, how can a th- if I wouldn't like it as an adult, how the hell would a three-year-old? Yeah.
1: And the three-year-old doesn't have calendars and assistants and computers. So we, we're so mean to children. And children have no choice but to be vulnerable and dependent on us. I mean, it's really tragic the way we act. I mean, I've acted horribly toward my daughter too. I've lost my shit. I've screamed at her. But that's why I began doing this work because that was unacceptable to me. Mm. How I was acting was unacceptable to me. And I took myself to the principal's office and I said, you go to parenting school. And I literally went and educated myself by myself because there was no Mm. conscious parenting out there. And I really was so embarrassed by my own behavior that I took myself to task. And that's how I quote unquote created conscious parenting and began writing my books because I was appalled
0: Wow. I wasn't just disturbed. Like I was For depressed. real? For real? Like you were with yourself? You were pulled with yourself? Like for I real? Was appalled?
1: Appalled at, the, at my tantrums. Jeez. I was, because the rational part of me knew mm. that this beautiful three-year-old cannot be wrong. But I was screaming at her. Screaming. Because I was the three-year-old. I was the tantruming child. I wanted her to do something that she was not doing. And when she was not doing it, I lost my shit oh i was god awful and i know i'm being mm-hmm. extra hard on myself but i like to be hard on myself because then i change but i'm not i'm not saying this out of self loathing i'm saying it with compassion and humor yeah not out of hatred for myself i also have compassion that i didn't know any better And now since I've known better, I've become better and better and better. Like if I had to do it all over again right now, my goodness, I'd be the best
2: parent
1: (laughs) because I've learned I've practiced, my brain has developed. So Mm. it is with our children. Mm. So we don't need to yell at them and I don't need to yell at myself, but we need to learn better ways Mm. to understand our children. So I teach parents how to play with their children, how to problem solve through play, Mm. how to teach through play, to make everything a game, to be creative, right? Don't yell at your child for not brushing their teeth. Go brush it. Go make them brush your teeth. If you make your child brush your teeth and then you can brush their teeth, they'll do it right away. You have to be creative. So
0: so, so be creative and make things a game.
1: Everything a game, you won't get any resistance. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. Children love games.
0: That's beautiful.
1: You make them give you a bath, they'll have a bath. You make them give you a, a, a haircut, they'll have a haircut. You go into bed with them, they'll go to bed with you. They just don't want to be told what to do on command.
0: Mm. Mm. They
1: have to invest mm. some creativity into it,
0: mm. which I think also invites us to get in to, to sort of get in touch with our own sort of childlike nature as well. I know and that, that many of us we have disconnected from.
1: Yes, it's so amazing. And many parents come to me and go, "But mm. well, I don't know how to play." I go, "Well, go learn how to play." You know, you children learn through play. Their language is play and we are not playful. We're so serious and somber, but with children, that is the most beautiful thing about children. Everything is so cute. So you're going to see they are the best humans on earth. Children are the best. I mean, are they frustrating and maddening? (laughs) But they're they're frustrating and maddening only really because we have agendas. Uh... If we had no agenda for the most part, there's the coolest people on earth. They are so, amazing.
0: What about things like schooling? Like, okay, should we, you talk about play. Should we just let them play and like screw school? Should we have some like kids comes home with these, 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 these? Should we get them help? Should we have any standard for them? Like, is there a line of like, got to hold them? Like, like, or oh, it's just screw it.
2: <laughs>
0: just go, just go draw for the next eight years. You know, like,
1: well. Ha- I think if you can homeschool them, homeschool them. I couldn't because I had no patience. So if you can homeschool, you homeschool. If you can send them to a play, forest school, these non-traditional schools, send them. But yeah, send them to school. Mm -hmm. Uh, But don't expect them to be superstars.
0: Mm. So homeschool, if we we can, homeschool.
1: Homeschool would be amazing if you're cut up. I wasn't
0: cut up. Or uh, Montessori or some some of these other non-traditional.
1: Yes, they're all great. Mm. And no child till they're 10 or 12 need to ever get a grade. That's just nonsense. So mm. if you send them to school, say you don't have the resources and you have to send them to the neighborhood school and they give grades, just don't look at mm. the grades. Just don't, don't look
0: at, look at the As a parent, don't look at the grades.
1: No, you can help your child as they need, but don't put money on the grades. Don't put it. Right. In. Mm. Don't get into a panic attack. Mm.
0: Yeah, Care yeah. more
1: about whether your children are feeling seen and heard and safe and secure.
0: Mm, mm, mm. beautiful how, how how like transparent should we be with our children you know like like how like i hear some parents say i tell my kids everything i hold no secrets do we like do you know like should, should we let them know everything that's going on in life should we hold certain things back and and how tra- how do we know when to be transparent about what yeah. we're going through and you know people that are oh, secrets in the family kill so i'm not going to tell my kids that yeah. but Kind of kids pick things up anyway, unconsciously. And so what's your Yeah, I always say that
1: that you can be your child's friend, but they can't be yours. So Ah. I don't believe in telling your kids stuff that's going on in the adult world. That's none of their business. And they should not be it should not be made their business until they absolutely have to know. If grandpa died, you may have to tell them Mm -hmm. grandpa died, or -hmm. if the dog died. Right. But otherwise, they don't need to know. No, because their brains cannot take it. And you then you have to developmentally tell them when they're appropriate. Right. When they're 14,
2: mm. you know,
1: you can tell them, hey, you know, uh, I'm going through a divorce or something. I mean, you mm. have to tell them, but you tell them as per their development can take. But this whole thing of honesty with your kids in the name of honesty and transparency,
0: yeah. Yeah, hide nothing. That's,
1: that's bad boundaries. Mm. You should tell your friends stuff that's going on in your world. Mm. You are there for them, they're not here for you. Mm. They're not your best friends. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: At all. Like at all.
0: So you can be their best friend, but they're not here to be your best friend and fulfill that sort of lack or need. In Correct. Terms.
1: Now if they're 25 and over, yes.
0: 30, okay.
1: I would say 30 and over.
0: Mm. But
1: not till not while they're dependent on you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And l- let's say a parent is feeling like they royally screwed up, and they, 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 you know, and they're listening to this conversation like, ah, oh, shit, I really, you know, messed my kid up in some way. Um, and their kids maybe still young, in their teens. Did they have a conversation with their kid in some way to acknowledge their screw ups and 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 sort of recreate that relationship, or do they just? start acting differently, because maybe the entire setup for the relationship is a certain way, and then they want to shift it because they're listening to this conversation, how, how do they go about that shift? Yes,
1: yeah, so I would say both. You, you should acknowledge it when you're ready, but you don't have to break down and cry and get their forgiveness because then you're asking them to do something they may not be ready to do.
2: Yeah, acknowledge,
1: You know what? I was really unconscious. I messed up. Uh-huh. Because of how I was raised, I'm working on it. And then start acting differently. Yes. Don't just say sorry and then do nothing about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's never too late. It's never too late to start. You can always make your relationship better. People should read my new book. It's called The Parenting Map. It's literally step by step, 20 steps. I give practice exercises. Every parent should go through it just to show up differently for their children. Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful. So the parenting map is out now. Yes. 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 So people can find it like, where can people connect with you and connect with your work and just the best websites and. yeah. And
1: so I have a coaching Institute. If people want to do what I do, I train them. I have a five month coaching program. I have my Instagram. They can look me up, just look up the word Shafali and conscious parenting and you'll see all my sites. I have a lot of courses. I have, so I have this Institute courses
0: What's the website uh-huh. for, the, for, the, for, for you?
1: Shafali.com.
0: Great. great, Beautiful. We're going to put all of that in the show notes. Dr. Shafali. thank you. Honestly, I have loved this conversation. I just have to, I love you. You know, just, just my heart is full of love for you. And just the rawness, the realness of what you're sharing is, is I feel the importance of, of your work and what you're doing. So just, just thank you for just showing up and sharing your love and just being you keeping it real I know ma- so many much. lives will be shifted by your work in this conversation folks um share this conversation with everyone in your life that you know would benefit whether they're a parent whether they're not a parent whether they're preparing to be a parent i think we all need to hear this conversation and reframe our understanding of of parenting get uh, dr Shafali's book the parenting map check it out i'm about to dive i ordered it i'm about to dive into it myself send me an email let me know your key takeaways from today's episode and I'd love to know how you enjoy her book. We're going to put all of her links in the show notes, so check out her amazing work. Catch you next week in Soul Talk. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know, and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week, where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook,